This Sunday morning, join us for our prayer and praise service. Join us as we pray for our home, for our church, for our families, for the lost. We pray for boldness and strength, that God would be known in our community, state, nation, and world. We pray that God would be glorified. Join us as we sing praises to our God together. Good morning. Welcome to Emmanuel Baptist Church. Glad you're here. Glad you came to uh, worship with us. Let's have everybody sit down just for one second. Uh, we're going to have a little different kind of service this morning. We're going to be doing some uh, different things. And so the first thing we want to do uh, is we want to recognize, I know there's not a whole lot of people here. Um, Bobby told me this morning we had 4,000 people in Sunday school this morning, which is fantastic. Because uh, if you take the, the number of people they said are in the Deer Woods uh, in Arkansas today, and then you divide that by the 75 counties in Arkansas, we get 4,000 of them. And so we're just going to add that to our numbers. It's going to look like a great day uh, attendance-wise. So I know that we've got a smaller crowd, but this is, this is really going to be good for what we're doing today. Uh, and so I'm super excited about it. But the first thing we want to do is uh, tomorrow is Veterans Day. And so we would love to recognize and uh, kind of honor our veterans. And so if you are part of our military, uh, either past or present, would you please stand so that we can recognize you and, uh, and uh, give you a round of applause. Anybody here this morning that's uh, been a part? There you go. You guys are shy. Good job. Thank you, guys. Thank you for what you guys have done and ladies have done. It's incredible. Let's do this. We're going to pray, and then I'm going to let you guys get around and greet each other real quick, and we're going to send kiddos out to Kids Church, and then I'm going to give you a little bit of a rundown of what we're going to do uh, for the rest of the morning, but let's pray together. Father, we love you, and we thank you for uh, today, and we don't want to miss today and the opportunities that we have, uh, and God, everything that's going to happen today is going to be centered around this thought and idea of prayer, and so, and so Father, we just want to start off our morning uh, praying and seeking your face and seeing what you have for us and and Father, we are so thankful for these men and women who have served our country in, in ways that we are unable to describe. God, they have uh, sacrificed so much, and, uh, and God, we are so thankful for them and for the freedoms that we have because of their effort. And so, Father, we just pray uh, that, that that's something that we're reminded of, not just this morning, but also tomorrow uh, as we officially celebrate Veterans Day. And so, Father, we just pray... Uh, for this morning, God, that you'd be very real to us, that uh, those who are here would feel very welcomed and feel very part of the service. But Father, most of all, that you would be welcomed here. Father, that we can seek your face and that we can pray to you and that we can uh, spend some time today um, really praying through some different aspects and some different things that's happened within our church and some things that we are looking forward to what you're going to do here. And so, Father, we just uh, we ask your blessing on this time as we as we focus our hearts, as we begin to worship and we begin to praise you, because God, you deserve every bit of all that we have. Father, we love you and we thank you for this morning. It's in Jesus' name we pray. 
Amen. Well, this morning is going to be a little different. I've kind of alluded to that a couple of different times. Today is our prayer and praise service. Over the last few weeks, we have been in, uh, in our prayer series where we've been talking about the importance of and the power of and our dependence in prayer. And so uh, this morning, I want to give you an opportunity to have a part of the service, to be actively involved in the service, not just to sit there and listen to a really good-looking pastor to talk about a really good-looking uh, message. And so I want you to be, and that's all sarcasm, so I want you to be a part of this. And so there's going to be moments within our service today that we're going to break and that we're going to pray and there's going to, uh, we're going to have some music playing behind that, but we want you to be intentional in that time and we want you to take the opportunity to pray through some of the things that we're going to talk about. Uh, and we want to do this not to just have something different because different for just different sake doesn't mean anything, but today uh, what we really want is to just to give you an opportunity to be active in the service. And so uh, when we get to our prayer and or our praise and worship time, that's exactly what we want you to do. We want you to sing out praises. We want you to see that these are prayers that we are singing to God or about God. Uh, None of the worship that we do here is all about us. It's all about him. And so when we think about those, we want you to to, to sing out. We want you to be actively involved in those. When I I think about worship and when I think about uh, praise that is going to the Father, then I think about John's vision in Revelation chapter 4, right? When John comes into the throne room of heaven, there are all these things that are happening. And and over and over we see in Scripture where they are crying out things to God. One of them says, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was, who is, and who is to come. It says, you are worthy, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and by your will they were created and have their being. All of heaven is consistently singing praise and worship to God. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and praise. And the last thing he records at the bottom of chapter 4 is to him who sits on the throne. Man, isn't that great? To him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb be praise and honor and glory and power forever and Ever. So we are to worship him. We are to give him praise. And so when we sing, uh, let our songs be songs of praise and, and songs of thanksgiving to him. And, and before we do that, we need to get ready to pray, right? And so we're going to do something this morning that's a little different. And, and we're going to think about this in a different way. Because when we go to Ephesians chapter 6, this is Paul who is kind of telling us about something that we're very familiar with, but there's a purpose behind it. So if you've got your Bibles, I've got it on the screen for you. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 uh, says this. Finally, after everything he says to the book of Ephesians, finally be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. We put on armor so that we can take our stand. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers and against the authorities and against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realm. Some of y'all just need to hear that this morning. That your struggle is not against flesh and blood, but it's against the rulers and the authorities and the powers of this dark and evil world. Listen, we are against the enemy. We are taking our stand against. That's exactly what we do when we pray. We are standing against the enemy when we pray. In verse 13, therefore, now that we know what our battle really is, therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you will be able to stand your ground. And when you've done everything, to stand. 
From here, Paul goes through the armor of God. This is something that we're all fairly familiar with. Maybe you've learned this way back when. And, and so let's just kind of hit these things real fast. First of all is the belt of truth, right? He tells us to put on the belt of truth because we know the truth. We are to live in the truth. We are to speak the truth. We are supposed to share the truth. And so the very first thing he tells us to put on is the belt of truth. And then the breastplate of righteousness. Now, this is what's interesting. The breastplate does what? It, it protects, really your heart. We talked last week about how um, the things that go into a person's body is not what makes them unclean. It's the things that come out of the mouth because those things come from the man's heart. And the Bible says that the heart is deceitful above all things. And so when we put on the breastplate of righteousness, we are, we are asking God to protect our heart. And then it says, Feet ready with the gospel of peace. And that just means that we are willing to take peace into any situation that we encounter. Even those situations where it's very unsettled. Even those situations where we ourselves feel very unsettled. That we are bringing peace with us every step of the way. And then we take up our shield of faith. right? The shield of faith that says that we'll extinguish the flaming arrows of the enemy. This is our defensive weapon. When everything else in life fails, we have our faith that can defend us. That what we know to be truth, that we know to be right, what we know about who Jesus is and who God is and who God said Jesus is and who Jesus said he is, we know that to be true and that is our shield of faith. And then he says, take up your helmet of salvation. Put on your helmet of salvation. This is interesting because it's the most important thing that we have is our salvation, but it also, when you put a helmet on, it, it guards your mind and it guards your thoughts. And he says, put on that helmet of salvation. Let that rule your thoughts and the way you think and it, let it change really the way that you think. And then lastly, he says, take up the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, right? And, and we know that this sword of the Spirit is our offensive weapon. That this is how we attack our every day. This is how we come into our day. When I think about this, I think about Jesus in the wilderness when he was being tempted before he ever started his earthly ministry. Y'all remember that story, right? He went into the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights, and the enemy came to him. And it says that he tempted him on a number of different occasions. He'd say things like, don't you, if you're hungry, don't you turn that stone into bread? And Jesus would respond with what? With Scripture. With the word of God, he'd say, man does not live on bread alone. And then the devil would say, well, why don't you throw yourself off the highest point of the temple? And Jesus responded with, again, scripture. And the Bible says, do not put your Lord, your God, to the test. Right? And so we need to live that motto in our life. We need to live that kind of way in our life where we are we're using the sword of the Spirit as an offensive weapon in our life. Over and over again, when situations come, we should be able to quote scripture and remind us of who God is and what he says within this situation. And then, after he goes through all those, he says something really interesting. Verse 18, and pray. After you've put on all the army of God, pray. Pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. Isn't that great? That we don't have to have specific things that we come to God with, that we don't have to come to him and go, okay, well, I have to say things in a certain way or I have to ask things in a certain mode or I have to have a certain kind of combination of, of words within my prayers for that you would be able to hear those. It just says all kinds of prayers and requests. Anything that you have on your heart, just lay it out to God. And it says always keep praying for all the saints. And so that's what we're going to do today. We're going to stop right now, and we're just going to pray. 
And we're going to pray all kinds of prayers. I want you to pray that God would center your heart for this morning, that in everything that we do, that you'd be able to worship him and praise him when we're singing out songs, and that whenever we come to moments of prayer, that you'd be able to just seek his face above all things. We're just going to lay out all kinds of prayers and requests this morning to him. And so here's how this is going to work. Uh, Brandy's going to play some things on the keyboard, and, and we're just going to enter a time of prayer. And at the end of each one of these times of prayer, someone's going to pray in the microphone, so it kind of gives the signal to everybody else that we're kind of wrapping that up, okay? I'm going to start this first one. And so if you would, if you would just bow your heads with me, and let's just spend a little bit of time in prayer to God, and then I will come back and close us out. Let's pray. Father, thank you that today is a day that we can just throw out all kinds of prayers and requests, things that have been on our heart maybe for weeks or months or even just days and minutes. God, life happens around us on a, an incredible pace sometimes, and it's hard to kind of navigate those emotions through things, and sometimes it's hard to navigate even how you're moving through those things. And so... God, today, this morning, as, as we are here and we are gathered and we are trying to seek what you want for us, Father, I pray that you would open our hearts to your truth, that, that you would allow us to, to worship you in spirit and in truth, because that's what your word says. That's the kind of the, the worshipers that you desire. And so, Father, we want to come to you and just lay ourselves bare and say, God, there are areas of our life that we are not right in. God, there are areas of our life that we know that we need to ask for forgiveness for, and in this moment... Jesus, we are asking in your name that you would forgive us. And God, as we, as we prepare for this morning, as we, as we get our hearts settled for this morning, God, that, that whatever it is that you've been working in our spirit, that with the amount of people here this morning, there's, there's countless things that are going on in our lives, Father, from our families and our marriages and our kids and our, our finances, our jobs and our responsibilities and the stresses and the our health issues, God, the issues of people that we love, people that we hold dear. God, we carry around a lot, but it's never too much for you. And so this morning, we're just coming and we're going to pray all kinds of prayers. God, even in this moment, you've heard prayers of repentance. You've heard prayers of uh, intervention, God, asking you to, to do things in people's lives. God, prayers for protection and safety as people are out and about and things that are going on. God, just even prayers for our own spirits to maybe let go of some things that have been hard for us this week. Maybe some attacks that have kind of come into our, our, our souls. God, we're just asking you to take all that because you can. We're asking you to, to make all those things into your perfect, perfect will. And so, Father, we are... We're going to seek your face this morning. We're going, to, we're going to sing songs of praise. We're going to talk about things that are incredible, things that you are doing that, that make absolutely no sense. And I cannot wait to celebrate with our church. But Father, first things first, God, let us worship you because you deserve it. Let us give you the praise and the honor and the glory forever and ever. God, let our hearts echo the same things that are being sang in heaven every day. Because you are worthy to receive glory and honor and wealth and power and privilege and praise, God, because you deserve it all. We thank you for this moment that we can stop and that we can pray. And we thank you for the moment that we have, that we can just seek your face. It's in your son's name that we pray. Amen. Would you guys stand with us as we sing?
If you got your Bible, go to Psalm 136. I want you to look at a psalm and how it's orchestrated, how it's constructed, because it makes sense in how we're going to approach this next uh, topic and this next area of our uh, morning. When we talk about uh, blessings and thankfulness and celebration, we've got to think about uh, how good God is. And Psalm 136 is written... Kind of in phrases, there'll be like a phrase and then a refrain, a phrase and a refrain. And after every little phrase, what's repeated over and over and over again is his love endures forever. Isn't that great? This is exactly, you guys are going to recognize some of the lyrics to a song that we sang. uh, And we used to sing way back when. Okay, so it starts off with this. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of God, his love endures endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord of lords. His love endures forever. To him alone who does great wonders, his love endures forever. By his understanding he made the heavens. His love endures forever. Who spread out the earth upon the waters, his love endures forever. We could just keep reading and reading and reading through this. It says, with a mighty hand and outstretched arm, his love endures forever. That's the lyric of the song you guys are going to remember, right? And there's just this incredible thing that says, give thanks to the Lord. For he is good. And we need to do that on a more regular basis, right? We need, to, we need to make that part of our expression. You guys have encountered people like that. You know people who are just kind of just bubbling over with Thanksgiving. And, and if you're in a bad mood that day, that person just slips underneath your skin, right? Because you're just like, why is he always so happy? Or why is she always thanking God for this? It's just, the, why does it have to be? Right? Because we need to be more like them because when we think about all the goodness and all the incredible things that God has done, what it does is it draws us into thanksgiving, it draws us into celebration of the incredible things that God has done. So, this morning we want to celebrate, and, and we're going to do this because uh, our tagline I don't, I guess it's the tagline, I don't really know what it is, it's not a motto, uh, it's kind of a tagline of our church if we had that. Emmanuel. God with us, in us, and through us, right? Because that's scripture, and that's what we know that scripture says that that word Emmanuel means. But it's on some of our publications. It's on, I think it's even on our church sign. Uh, but it says God with us, in us, and through us. And so what we want to do today is we want to celebrate the things that God has done with us, in us, and through us uh, for the past few years. And so I think the only real fair way to do that is since 2006. Some of you weren't even alive in 2006, okay? Some of you are like, okay, I remember 2006. It's a little fuzzy. That is when I came on staff at Emmanuel Baptist Church forever ago. I don't know how y'all put up with me for as long as you have. 2006, March of 2006, my wife and I came here, two single young and dumb kids, and we got, uh, we were still young and dumb, but we're, uh, we're married, and uh, we've got uh, kiddos now, and it's all this great stuff. And so uh, I thought what's fair is to pull numbers from 2006. And so here's what we've done. And this is, church, I want you to celebrate this because this is really, really incredible. Oh, since 2006, we've had 115 baptisms in our church. 46 of those have been in the last three years since I've been your pastor. That is incredible. We should give God praise for that right now. 115 people. Listen, 
Our cooperative program giving, and some of you don't know what the cooperative program is, so let me give you a quick overview of that. All the Baptist, all the Southern Baptist churches in the state of Arkansas and in the country give to what is called the cooperative program, which means we put all of our money to one big pool and we allow that big pool to be spread out and, and fund uh, church plants and missionaries and all the different kinds of work throughout uh, the world. Okay, so our church since 2006 has given $698,142 to the cooperative program. That's incredible. That doesn't happen in South Arkansas. We not only give to the cooperative program, but we also give to our local church association. And so part of our budget every month is, uh, is a, a percentage of that goes to our association that happens within the, the 20, 27 churches. I'm looking at Hugh for a nod. 25, 27 churches within our association. We're merging right now with another association that's going to make it about 52 altogether. And so all of our churches and our associations that we are linking arms together saying, we're doing ministry right here in our own backyard together. We give to that. Since 2006, we've given $269,677 to our local association. That's money that gets put in right here, that does ministry right here within all the other. And that doesn't include all the other churches and everything else that they've given. Then our mission offerings. This is our Lottie Moon, our Dixie Jackson, our uh, Annie Armstrong mission offerings. This does not include uh, what we've given to the cooperative program. It does not include what we've given to BBA. This is special offerings. Since 2006, you guys have given $221,940 to those specific mission offerings. That does not include the mission trips that we have taken and the things that we've gone and you've supported as well. Now... Here's the number that just blew my mind. We think about our economy, right? We think about our location in the state. We think about different places around us and things that have been going on. I pulled numbers to find out what our non-designated budget offerings were. That sounds like a really exciting thing to celebrate, right? Non-designated budget. This just, means, this just means that this is your offerings and your tithes that you give through, whether you're small groups in the morning or in the plate offering. This is things that are not specifically designated to uh, certain ministries. And so we have different things where you can give to, you know, you can, right now you can give to Shelton and Lauren Mormon, who are our missionaries that we support in, uh, in Boston. You can give uh, to, um, you can give to the women's ministry. You can give specifically to the, uh, the music ministry, the student ministry. Those are, those are designated. If somebody passes away, and they leave a, a, a chunk of money to give to the church for specific things. This happens on a pretty regular basis. I encourage you to make that part of what maybe your will may be uh, whenever that time comes for you. We've had individuals give incredible gifts throughout the years. Uh, 20, 25,000, I think 40,000 one time to specific things. I want this spent on missions. Okay, so we don't count that. This is non-designated budget offerings since 2006. Church, $6 million. $981,420 you guys have given to Emmanuel Baptist Church. And we have been able to do and to express ministry and, and share the love of God and share the gospel through your offerings. That's an incredible number, almost $7 million that you've given. 
Listen, that is some things that we should be celebrating on a regular basis. This is not, listen, if you look in our offering, our totals in the bulletin, we're over budget right now. I'm believing that includes us meeting budget this year. That doesn't include us being over budget. We could add in another $20,000 to that. Uh, by the end of the year, we could be at seven, wouldn't that be incredible? Seven million dollars since 2006. Wouldn't that be awesome to be able to say that we as a church have given that to God's glory since 2006? We need to celebrate those things. On top of that, we, we have mission trips. We have all these different things that you guys have supported. Remember going to, uh, to Boston and to Haiti and even to Kansas way back when? We were going to Kansas back in 2006. Uh, we've had in, incredible offerings given to go support those, uh, those mission opportunities. In the past four years, I think that's the next slide I've got. In the past four years, we've had 75 people go on mission. 75 from our walls go to either Boston or to Haiti. We've ordained seven new deacons, uh, two, this, two new ones this year. Uh, we've commissioned and sent two missionaries. I just talked about that, Shelton and Lauren. Uh, and we sent one man into the ministry, to full-time ministry from our church. These are things that we should be celebrating on a very regular basis. On average, we have about 80 students since 2006 and about 70 kids in our Wednesday night programs. Those of you who were here this last Wednesday night saw a glimpse of that because we came into the sanctuary and we, and we had a, a student baptism last uh, Wednesday night. It was great. And had all these kids show up and all these students show up and our adults from our Wednesday night Bible study walked in and went, holy cow, there's a lot of kids here. Because okay? there's a lot of kids that come through our walls every Wednesday night. If you take that number, because I like numbers, and you multiply that by 36, because that's about how many weeks they're here throughout the, uh, the year. About 36 weeks on average we have student and, uh, and iKids uh, ministry. You do that times the years that since 2006, there has been 75,600 kids here to hear the gospel since 2006. 75,000 Kids have heard the gospel, 75,000 gospel presentations to kids. Listen, that's incredible. We have an incredible reach within our community. We have an incredible, we are going to, we're doing things and talking about things about how we can improve and can change, can tweak things within our, our kids' ministries and, and how we reach and how we go out and beyond even just the regular kids who show up. We are doing that so that that number continues to increase, not that so that we can pat ourselves on the back, because that's not what this is, so that we can return, give all glory and praise and thanks to God, because he is doing all these things. We've seen women's ministry almost quadruple in size. We've got a group of women every year, about 70 women who go on a women's retreat that is incredible. Lives are changed at their women's retreat. We've got our men's ministry that's beginning to branch out even beyond our men's breakfast, right? Because we men like to get together and eat bologna gravy, which sounds disgusting, but it's fantastic, okay? Uh, and we're doing some things. We're going to actually, over the first of the year, we're going to have uh, a big steak eating thing, and we're going to eat some steaks together, and we're going to have somebody come in and talk to us about what it means to be a man. We've got four men that is growing and, and doing really good things within some men's lives. Um, we've seen and hosted almost 5,600 people through our Wild Game Festival since 2006. 5,600 people have come through our doors. We've fed a free meal, given away free stuff, and they've heard the gospel preached to them. And almost 17,000 people have come through the door of the clothes closet since 2006. 17,000 people. Listen, this is all things that God is doing with us 
in us and through us at Emmanuel. But it is all him who is doing those things. In 1 Chronicles chapter 29, David is, uh, is talking about the eventual building of the temple, right? Because he wanted to build the temple, but God said, no, you're not going to do it. One of your sons will. And we all know that Solomon got to build the temple. But David is kind of, he's kind of talking about it. He's kind of dreaming big picture things. And he sees the things and the offerings that the people are bringing in so that the temple can be built. And he says this in 1 Chronicles 29, verse 14. Who am I and who are my people that we should be able to give as generously as this? Everything comes from you, and we have given you only what comes from your hand. Church, this is the same prayer that we're going to offer in this moment. Who are we that we could give extravagantly like this? Seven million dollars like this. Who are we that we could do anything inappropriate that size? We have only given what has come from your hand. And God has blessed and God is continuing to bless. And we are looking forward to what God is going to continue to do through every aspect of our church. And so here's what we want to do. We want to pray a prayer of thankfulness and celebration of all that God has con continued to do and what he's going to... Listen, I could go back. I could go back numbers all the way back into the 40s and 50s. I could talk about how God's faithfulness led, led this church through the 70s and 80s and, and talk about even before the 90s and the mid-90s when all that stuff got started happening. And when, I remember when Craig Jenkins was called here and, and he was late at 90s and then uh, all the way through the 2000s and now all the way up to now. We could talk about God's faithfulness forever because he is good and his love endures forever. And so let's do this. Let's just pause in this moment and let's just pray prayers of thanksgiving. Thank you for what you're doing in our church. Thank you for what you're doing in our own lives. Listen, if you are not actively tithing, if you are not actively giving the way that God has called us to, then you're missing out on this blessing. You're missing out on the blessing of being able to celebrate what God has done through your sacrifice, through your obedience. And that's something that maybe you need to begin to pray for. God, help me to be an active part of this. Help me to make this a real part of who I am. But what we want to do in this moment is just to pray and thank God for his goodness and, his thank and a prayer of thankfulness for all that he has done. And I'll have somebody pray and close this out. So let's pray together. Amen. So we're going to do a, an invitation kind of in the middle today, if that's okay. We... Uh, we talked last week about the most important prayer that we can pray, which is our prayer of repentance. And, uh, and so I've kind of combined that thought with the prayer of dependence as well, because we can do nothing apart from who he is. And so when we think about all that God is doing with us, in us, and through us, we have to do that in the recognition of that it's him, the one that's doing it, and that we are wholly dependent and woefully dependent on him and his blessing and his and his hand of blessing in our lives individually, in our lives collectively as a church. And so um, when we think about uh, this idea of repentance, I want you to, to kind of remember this Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14, has this verse that really speaks to this. If my people who are called by my name, that's us, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face. That's, that's our dependence. We're humbling ourselves. We're seeking his face. And turn from their wicked ways. That's our repentance. Then will I hear from heaven. And forgive their sin. 
and heal their land. When we are humble and we seek him, then he hears us and he forgives us and he heals us. This is a process that we talked all the way through last week of repentance and our understanding of dependence on him. And so when we get to that point, we begin to understand that 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 he is the sustainer of all things in our life, that he is the one that, we're, that brings about all this goodness that we talk about, that he is the one that is our centering point of our families and of our marriages and of our finances and of our relationships and of our businesses and of our church, right? When we understand that he is the main point and the focus, then we begin to live our life with the understanding that we are trying to make more of him and less of us, Right? And so when we see this idea and this thought of, of repentance and dependence, we echo uh, Moses' prayer when he was at Mount Sinai. This is in Exodus uh, chapter 33. He says, if, if your presence does not go with us, then do not move us from this place, right? When we think about God and what he's wanting to do in our future and what he's wanting to do in the future of our church, God, if you're not going with us, then we don't want to go either. We don't ever want to be ahead of you. We never want to be dragging behind him. We want to be in step with him every day step of the way and how we do that is through repentance and we do that through our understanding of dependence and so here's how we're going to shake this uh, invitation I'm going to invite you to pray and pray for our nation and pray for our country and pray for our county and pray for our leadership and pray for our world that we would be a people of repentance that it's not just within the walls of Emmanuel Church that this would this thought, idea and this thought of repentance would be a global thought that uh, the whole world would come to understand who he is. I pray for our town and, and our country. Uh, pray for the leadership within those areas. I'm going to ask you to pray uh, for, the, for IBC's influence that we would continue to be faithful to what God has given us. When we give to the cooperative program, that gift goes all over the world. When we give to the Bartholomew Association, we give that gift, and it goes all over our county and Drew County and, uh, and others. And so when we give to our church, that it's more than just the light bill. It's, it's ministry that happens in our own, that, that we can celebrate those baptisms, that we can celebrate those life changes, that we can celebrate those people who were far from God, who are now back close to God because of what we have done through our obedience because of what he has done and our dependence on him. I'm, I want you to pray for lost people. Like we are around people every day that are lost and we need to be praying for them that they understand who Jesus is. And I want you to pray for yourself. I want you to pray for your family and for your kids and for your marriages because they are under attack like no, uh, no, no other time in history. They are so heavy. We should be praying for our families and pray, praying for ourselves. And so we started this series with doing this, and I'm going to ask you to do it again. And, and I know this is awkward. I know this brings us out of our comfort zone, but this is what I'm going to ask. Uh, we started this series on a Sunday morning, and we asked you to come and fill the altar and pray. And I'm going to ask you to do the same thing again. And I'm just going to break the ice because some people think, well, if I get up and I go pray, people think I've got issues. Well, guess what? We've all got issues, right? We all need to be down here praying anyway. So there's no thought of that within this. And here's something else I'm going to ask. And this is going to really stretch some of these guys because they don't know I'm about to ask them to do it. Traditionally, Dustin and I are down here and we will be down here again. 
If you want us to pray with you or for you or over a situation, we will happily do that. The Bible says that when one of you is sick, that you should come to the elders of the church and they will anoint you with oil and pray for your healing. Okay, so I don't have any oil. We're not going to do that, but we are going to pray for you. So if you're sick and you want somebody to pray for you, I would love to pray for you. If you know people who are sick, they need prayer, you come and lift them up right now. And here's what else I'm going to do. Because it says the elders, and I know that could be translated in a couple of different things, I'm going to ask our deacons to be up here in the front, just to be prayer counselors with people. That if you want to pray with a deacon that you know that maybe you've even grown up with, then I'm going to ask our deacons to be present up here as well. Uh, if, if no one deacons, if nobody comes to you, then as people are bound at the altar, then you just walk through them and you pray over them because you are leaders in this church. You're people that the church has appointed to be, to be leadership. And they, this, is a, this is the best way to do that, to be praying for and be praying over people. And so here's what we're going to do. I'm going to pray a quick prayer. This is your cue to get up and come and bow at the altar. I will be here. Dustin will be here. TJ will be down here. And our deacons will be down here. And if you want to pray with us or you want us to pray with you, then we'd be happy for you to do that. You guys come as I pray. Father, we give you the next few moments as a moment of repentance and a moment of expressed dependence upon you. God, we are yours and we are we are nothing. God, I'm reminded of Jesus' words in John chapter 15 where he says, I am the vine and you are the branches. Remain in me and I will remain in you, but apart from me, you can do nothing. And God, we know that apart from you, we are nothing. And so, Father, as we come and as we pray and as we just bow this morning, Father, there are a thousand things that we can be praying for. As our men are praying over God, I pray that you would just hear our hearts. God, if there's somebody this morning that needs to understand who Jesus is, God, this is their opportunity to ask questions. Father, if there's somebody here this morning that needs to know just how much you love them, God, let us be able to share that with them. Father, this is our prayers of repentance and our prayers of dependence, and will you hear them all this morning? It's in your son's name we pray. Man, I know we are running behind schedule, but can you just give me 10 more minutes, okay? That's a preacher promise, so that 10 may stretch to 12. But here's 10 minutes. I want to give you uh, just one quick thought uh, towards the next year. And so uh, as we look forward to what God's going to do in our 2020 focus for next year, you guys know that I've, I've given you a, a, a word that we kind of focus in on the, over the course of the year. This year, the word is intentional, right? And we've seen this logo kind of everywhere, this uh, 515 logo that we put on just about anything that we can do. And it's all bread. Oh, yeah, sorry. You can skip over that. Uh, Mark and just that's our focus that's our uh, acronym that we use for our vision statement this is our 515 logo of intentionality and uh, it all comes from Ephesians 515 that says be very careful how you live not as unwise but as wise making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil Right? We know that verse, and we've talked. I've hammered that verse home. If you haven't heard that, then you've not been here enough this year because I've talked about it a lot, and I'll probably talk about it at least one more time before we cut out for the year. Uh, in 2020, we're going to have another theme and another word that's going to really define us for the year and, and what we're looking for. And so 
I'm not giving you everything on that today. I'm just giving you what it is because I'm not even going to release the, the graphic of this until January. But I want, to, want you to know because you're here this morning and because I love you, uh, what our focus is going to be for 2020 and that is this greater vision. It's real easy with 2020 uh, having a vision theme within the church. We all Every church in the country is going to have some kind of vision casting thing in 2020 because we want to see in 2020, right? But when we talk about vision, we want to have greater vision. We don't just want to have vision for what God wants us to do. We want to see beyond and above everything that he could do. And that's all going to come out of John chapter 14. I think I've got that on the screen. It says this. I tell you the truth. Anyone who has faith in me, this is Jesus talking, will do what I have been doing. He will do what I have been doing. He will do even greater things than these because I'm going to the Father. And whatever you ask in my name, that the Son, I will do whatever you ask in my name so the Son will bring glory to the Father. You may ask for anything in my name and I will do it. So this next year, we're going to be asking God for things. We're going to ask for vision. We're going to ask for greater vision. We're going to ask God to, for blessing. We're going to ask for salvations. We're going to ask for baptisms. We're going to ask for opportunities. We're going to ask for provisions. We're going to ask him to do greater things than we could ever do. And we got to have the vision to be able to do that. And so our theme for 2020 and all that we're going to accomplish through that is this thought of greater vision because he's appointed us to do things even greater than these. And so that requires us to have some responsibility. I'm going to pray real fast for our 2020 vision theme. TJ's going to come sing one last song, and then I've got a couple announcements we're going to be done. Father, we love you, and we thank you, and we look forward to what you're going to do this next year. God, we don't want to miss a single thing of that. So help us, Father, as we... As we seek your face, as we seek your will, as we chase after what you have, and Father, as we have even greater vision for this next year than what you have even accomplished through us this year. It's in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, this is Matt Overall. I'm the pastor here at Emmanuel Baptist Church. Just want to say thanks so much for watching our services, whether through our television ministry or our online ministry. We appreciate you so much being a part of Emmanuel Baptist Church, and we'd love to have you come and join our worship service. Uh, Sunday morning service starts at 10.30. Our small groups start at 9.30. And we'd love to have you be a part of it. We've got a lot of different ministries that happen at Emmanuel, from our children and youth that's focused on Wednesday nights to our uh, women's Bible studies that happen throughout the week. We'd love to have you be a part of everything that's going on here at Emmanuel. Thanks for watching.